Hello and welcome to the Food to Freedom podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you improve your relationship with food, eating and your body so you can live a healthy, happy and thriving life. If you enjoyed the podcast, then share it with the world. And if you want some support with your food and body freedom journey, then find more details in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. I hope you are all doing great and after this episode you'll be even better because it's a really special one. Again, this December is full of magic here at Food to Freedom Podcast. I would like to welcome my friend Plun here with me today. Thank you, so nice to be here. Um, So, we thought we would bring you a special joint episode. Um, Plun is an entrepreneur. She runs Bloody Practical, where she supports people on how they can improve their menstrual cycle and how they can use um, use their cycle in their daily life as a tool instead of a burden. Exactly. This sounds amazing and I really want to... Um, it would be great if you could talk a little bit more about what you do and how you help women. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm so excited to be here. And... Yeah, let me tell a little bit about Bloody Practical. Uh, for now, it's only a platform on Instagram, and I've been running it for a year now, which has been really fun. And some of the services I offer are coaching, workshops, training, and I'm now also starting to work a little bit more online, creating e-learning and a bit more hands-on um, tools that people can use. And basically, when I talk about the menstrual cycle, maybe it's good to know, I'm not just talking about... The, the moment of your period so not just mm-hmm. when you're bleeding but it's really the whole cycle and for some people this can be 28 days and for some people this can be 31 days uh, and for some people it can even be 40 days or yeah. more so it's really the, the first days often when you start bleeding when you start having your periods and the cycle lasts all the way until the very end just before you start bleeding again so that's just something that I always find important to share before mm-hmm. we're going to talk a lot about the menstrual cycle um, and I started doing this work because I struggled a lot myself with my cycle I had a lot of irregular um, periods, I had a lot of pain, I had a lot of mental health struggles and uh, the PMS was really really tough a lot of depression and I not a lot of lack of energy and once I started diving into it no one could help me like mm-hmm. doctors were not taking me seriously and I couldn't really find any information and then I really did a deep dive and I've been training for years and I met some wonderful people and then I realized I learned so much and I use it now every day at work and with my social um, plans or everything I do really um, that I would love to share that with other people so that's why I started Bloody Practical and yeah I love that and I love the name so that's perfect and just to um, I guess give you everyone an idea of what the episode will be about we thought um, so number one we are both foreigners living in Valencia Um, we both work with people on improving their health in in a certain way and we thought this time December is when a lot of us are traveling home for Christmas and potentially spending the New Year's there as well. And this is a time where 
it might be quite challenging for us to keep listening to ourselves, to um, keep that awareness that perhaps we have when we are in our own routine, in our own environment, but when we go home, it's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, right? We all have this idea of Christmas with the happy songs, the beautiful decorations, the tree, the great food, but I think uh, we shouldn't underestimate that for many people, maybe including myself and maybe you as well, it can be really a challenge because of maybe family dynamics or a change of location being taken out of your routine and even though that can be fun um yeah it can be hard yeah, yeah. for sure i've um i've definitely noticed it myself and i remember last year i was so determined i was gonna make it work for myself um i had a whole plan and then it seemed like the moment i landed everything went out of the window so <laughs> i'm determined to try again this year yeah. um so anyway we kind of wanted to give everyone a few tips both in terms of your menstrual cycle and your nutrition and general self-care health um, habits so that you can support yourself you can plan a little bit and hopefully you feel present and at peace during the holidays so yeah, shall we get that. started yeah i love that and one thing i'm just thinking yeah. about now because i love how you say it's kind of about your general health um because you're doing the nutrition part i'm doing the menstrual cycle part and it's just so it's just part of every second of every day you know yeah. it's not like you just eat once a week or like <laughs> you you have your cycle once a month because it's the whole thing and it influences you every day so yeah. that already is a challenge but it's also an opportunity right because if there's something every day you can hold on to that yes. to take care of yourself yeah. and i think that's why these two different approaches can actually be a great support system um, yeah. through these challenging times where everything maybe is different than normal mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and I think also when we talk about nutrition, menstrual cycle, these are things that um, if we keep track of, we can understand the patterns that are happening and perhaps that helps us address what we might want to change. Um, yes, tracking. So, yes. <laughs> Why don't we start maybe talking about that and we can move on to the topic about supporting yourself um, throughout the holidays a little bit. But maybe do you want to tell everyone a little bit about the importance of tracking? Or? Yeah, definitely. And I'm honestly also really curious how, how this is showing up in your work. Mm -hmm. But let me first tell a little bit about menstrual cycle tracking. So when I work with people, um, regardless of whether it's coaching or training or workshops, um, I always kind of say you can't change anything or you can't understand anything if you haven't seen it or if you haven't um, gotten a bit of a grasp of it. Yes. And we don't need to be experts, but we there needs to be some something to hold on to. Exactly. Right? There needs to be a starting point because you cannot get to B if you don't even know what A looks like. Yes. So that's really what menstrual cycle tracking does. It gives you a tool to understand what is going on in your cycle. And let me be a bit more specific because you can do this every day within 10 seconds. It's basically every day you write down how your body feels, what you feel in your mind, and um, maybe your energy levels. Mm -hmm. Or if you really want to explore more your work site, you can, you can think about how creative or how much concentration do I have today. Mm -hmm. If you can even 
rate that one from one to five every day for the whole cycle, you have a report card. Yeah. You can literally draw lines and you have like a graph. That's so cool. And that is literally, that's, that's your tool because then you can understand um, what is happening. And maybe to give an example, I think we all know that moment or we've seen the memes where where those people like, oh my God, I felt so crazy for a day and then I got my period. And then I was like, ah, yes, now yes. I understand. You know that moment? <laughs> so the little light bulb happens moment. every month. <laughs> happens every month. So if you go, if you track your menstrual cycle, you can kind of know, you'll slowly start to learn what is happening at different days. So if you feel very high energy or really low energy or maybe you're really tired or or you you're feeling a bit more anxious or maybe moody sometimes um instead of being really hard on yourself because you don't understand why you now know why because you're two days before getting your period and that kind of already helps setting the scene Mm -hmm. for where you eventually want to go so that's always really step number one um, when it comes to menstrual cycle awareness and changing your yeah. cycle and, and moving to point B, as yeah. we said before. That's exactly it. And I pay a lot of attention to these things with my clients as well. Yeah. Um, and one thing I always say is awareness is the first step to change. Mm. We can't change something. We can't even start if we don't know what's really going on. And usually the way we start is like... Um, maybe tracking food intake for a couple of weeks to see what's happening, where different situations arise when people find different challenging situations arise when people struggle and what led to them. So if we don't create that awareness, then how how can we know what we're supposed to pay more attention to what we're supposed to change? Right. Um, and I think, yeah, that's exactly... It's a very similar approach in that sense. Yeah. Maybe we are, we are tracking different things, but it doesn't even matter. I mean, we might be talking about menstrual cycle, nutrition, emotions. It doesn't really matter. No. It's all about... It's a similar tool. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And what are some of the... Um, the the elements that you track mm-hmm. when you talk about food intake is there a specific thing you ask people to keep track of so it really depends on the client right. um, in general it would be just the food choices but then because of the clients i work with um, and their specific uh, focuses we might track any thoughts and feelings, emotions before, during and after eating. Mm-hmm. We might track um, how certain foods made them feel physically. Um, so it depends a little bit on what our focus is, but generally just food choices and then any feelings that come up around eating. Mm, I love that because it kind of shows that it is a tool and you can use it to what you eventually want to change exactly right yeah if yeah. you feel like the emotional part or the physical part is important to you and that counts both nutrition or your menstrual cycle mm-hmm. then that's what you want to zoom in on yeah. to get a better understanding of yeah. yeah and just another thing that came to mind now so with some clients eventually um we pay a little bit more attention to certain aspects of body image work so for example um if a client struggles with body checking, we'll track that, we'll track 
how often they body check, mm -hmm. what that action is. Is that um, checking themselves in the mirror? Is it pinching body fat? Right. Is it weighing themselves? Yeah. So we'll track that as well. So again, returning to the point mm. of you can really use this tool for anything. I mean, maybe you want to, I don't know, stop your addiction to your phone. That right. First, you need to know how much time you spend on your phone. Exactly. And what you spend it on. Yeah. Yeah. And when you reach for it and um, maybe what leads to that, you know. Yeah. I, I know for myself, like, sometimes it's like, oh, I check Instagram because I don't really have any cre creative ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's easy. Yeah. So, cool. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's a bit of tra about tracking. I think this is really important because um, I'm not sure how... Of how much of a general knowledge it is that the cycle is not just that, I don't know, maybe five to seven days of yeah. uh, bleeding? Two to seven days, yeah. Two to seven, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's a really important thing because I suppose to a certain extent, even tracking just those days might be helpful, but it doesn't, I guess, give you the whole, the yeah. whole picture. It can definitely help you because it's the most obvious mm -hmm. part of the cycle, right? Because you can literally see it and it's happening yeah. in your body and maybe even the days leading up to it um, and those two phases sort of the period before your period and then mm -hmm. when you're actually on your period those are also when most people experience the most challenging yeah. symptoms and it's sometimes easier to spot the negatives than the positives right yeah so if you want to start and even if you have like pen and paper in front of you right now i am sure you can write down two or three things that are very that happen to you when you're on your period or just before mm -hmm. because we all know them a little bit right yeah. um that's already tracking and if you can kind of do that for the other parts of your cycle as well i promise you there's also some positive parts <laughs> um and it will actually help you then diminish eventually We'll get to that. Well, that's yeah. where I support you with um, those negative parts. Um, but yeah, that's already a start. Yeah, perfect. Um, so maybe now we move a little bit on to how we can become more aware. Um, maybe, I know obviously now we are right before the holidays, yes. but there are still some things that we can do, right? To support ourselves. Definitely. Okay, perfect. Um, that's where I kind of want to focus a little bit more and we can talk both um, about menstrual cycle, how we can maybe bring some um, informed nutrition choices to, into that mm -hmm. um, and some just general self-care slash health, uh, health habits. So why don't we talk a little bit about that? If there was one thing that you'd say everyone should or maybe not should but it would be great if people did it in preparation for the holiday mm -hmm. season in terms of your cycle right is it difficult to say one thing yeah it's difficult <laughs> to say one thing maybe um one question i would mm -hmm. s uh, advise people to ask themselves themselves um would be what for example uh, if we're really talking about when you're in your period right yeah because actually i am going to be on my period when, I, <laughs> when i'm going to be home <laughs> with my family so what i ask myself is like what do i usually do when i'm on my period to take care of myself mm -hmm. that's part one and part two of the question is 
what can that look like in a, at a different spl- place yeah. or space? Because we have to be realistic. I'm not going to be home. I'm not mm. going to have all the space for myself. I'm not going to have so much time to myself. I cannot just be like, bye-bye. I don't have to see you because I'm literally staying with other people. Mm-hmm. But I can take a look at what I usually do and then can see what I can take from that and create that in a different setting. And that, so it's first a bit of reflection and then you make that translation and take some action there. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's really important because, um, yeah, like you, I'm, I'll be on my period when I get home. And usually when I'm at home and on my period, I'm really like, I let myself sleep longer. Right. I let myself take rest, sometimes work from bed if needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know the the way the two homes I'll be in between at home, yeah. um, they're not set up in the same way. So I think that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, two questions that you brought up and I love that. And it's similar actually to what I've discussed with clients and on Instagram the other day um, as well in terms of your other health habits, right? Maybe think about three to five, maybe even, you know, two uh, non-negotiable habits that you know that make you feel your best Mm -hmm. and then just try to stick to those when you are away. So that might be, okay, I love going to the gym in the mornings and that really sets me up for the day, it helps improve my mood, it helps with uh, energy levels, but I know that at home I probably can't spend an hour at the gym, cool. Can I maybe just go for a 15 minute walk? And that can be your non-negotiable for the time at home. It doesn't need to be all or nothing. You don't have to completely let go at home. You can still bring things and habits with you that you know serve you well. Yeah, I love that because I think what I'm thinking of now, I think the example you give is really great because you have the workout in the morning, which here in Valencia means going to the gym. Mm -hmm. But why do you think that great? It's because you can move your body. You take a moment for yourself. Exactly. And, you know, there's some workout. So how can you take that? Not the gym, but like the movement of the body mm-hmm. and a moment for yourself. What can that look like at one at those two places you're going to be staying, right? Yeah. Like what yeah. you're saying, going for a walk. I think that's really powerful. Yeah. I think, so just yesterday I spoke to a client. Um, she reached out because she was struggling. Um, she wasn't feeling her best and she skipped the gym. So then she was saying, oh, you know, I feel really guilty mm-hmm. um, for not going. And the thing is, there are so many ways of honoring what our body needs. And movement is not only about, well, it shouldn't be about burning calories. Movement is about feeling your best, trying to... Um, challenge yourself, improving your mental health, your energy levels, your blood pressure, you know, like all of these things. And there are many ways in which we can move our bodies. It doesn't have to be the same every single day and every single week. So I think if we can honor that, that, okay, let's just accept that at home things won't be exactly the same, but that's okay. Because maybe during Christmas, that's not what you want to prioritize anyway. Um, especially if, like us, you're traveling from 
fairly far back home yeah. and you don't see your family so regularly, then maybe you'll prioritize different things than you would uh, you, in your day-to-day life. Exactly. I think a good word that kind of goes with that is just embracing what's happening. Yeah. And I think from a cycle perspective, that would mean I'm going to go home for Christmas and if I'm on my period, I'm going to embrace the fact that I'm on my period and I'm going to use that in the way I interact with my family. So that's going to be maybe a bit more mellow. And as you say, I'll be mm-hmm. sleeping more. And instead of going out, I don't know, dancing and drinking with my family, I think when I'm on my period, I can have more valuable connections with people if we go for a walk. Yeah. Or, you know, I really have a one-to-one talk. And maybe not do all the drinking, but more like, ah, let me make a cake for you. Mm. <laughs> I love that. So like that. <laughs> but I can imagine if some people are in their ovulation phase, which is usually like for like two weeks before your period. So it's kind of the middle of your cycle. Embracing will look a lot different. You might be the life of the party, mm-hmm. right? You'll be bringing the bottle of champagne <laughs> instead of like putting it aside. And that's good too. Yeah. And, and that is just embracing it in the way that works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what you also said made me think it's also about cut yourself some slack. Yes. Because it's not going to be the same as back home. Yes. So how can you actually be kind to yourself? throughout all those changes and the different settings. Yeah, I guess it's exactly that. Understanding that it's okay if things aren't exactly the same as they would be at home. I mean, what's the point then, right? Yeah. It's okay yeah. Um, that we change our routines. And I think that's something we talk a lot about with clients because um, especially when people have very rigid relationships with food, with exercise, that can be so challenging around the holidays. So I agree, yeah, cut yourself some slack, embrace the flexibility um, and just, yeah, embrace what the Christmas has to offer um, that, you know, it only happens once a year and you don't want to miss those magical moments uh, because you are so strictly uh, following your usual routine. Right, yeah. No, I completely agree. And I'm curious... um, because food, of course, is a really big part of Christmas. Yeah. I think in almost uh, like all the cultures and countries. Is there anything specific? Because I can imagine if you work a lot on nutrition and what foods you are or are not comfortable with for whatever reason, what would you say is, is like a good mindset or a good tip to take with you moving in? to the holidays? I love this question. And it's something I actually worked with a client of mine who just went home for Christmas yesterday and she's now already enjoying the Christmas spirit. Um, and what the, again, we go back to a bit of planning um, and we go back to awareness. We need to understand what makes us feel comfortable and what doesn't. And part of that, and a big part around Christmas um, is number one being comfortable with saying no and number two mm-hmm. setting boundaries with family uh, and potentially with friends and this can be challenging because i know that for a lot of parents a lot of families this is how they show love right mm-hmm. uh, they make us loads of food they s- fill the fridge with all our favorite things um, and this is exactly what my client was struggling with and she was saying Um, that her mom always goes out to do the food shop before she even arrives and she fills the fridge with all everything possible and then the problem arises when 
my client, she probably doesn't want to eat all of those, all of those things. But her mom's like, well, it's going to go bad. It's going to go off. So we need to eat it. Mm. Um, and so we kind of brainstormed some ideas around that. And she messaged her mom in advance with some things that she wanted to eat, some things that she didn't want to have right. around the house. Um, and it worked so well. She messaged me earlier to say that um, it was the message was a success, that her mom actually left the food shopping until my client arrived and they went together. She said the fridge was not full of, she named them naughty foods um, <laughs> and that the house was not full of snacks lying around everywhere. This is also a part of Christmas that I sometimes encourage clients to think about and it's managing their food environment a bit because... At, at Christmas, at least for me, that means a lot of staying at home, enjoying the Christmas movies, enjoying the company. And it, at least in my house, that means snacks visible all around. Right. And people just reaching out for them because they're there, not because we're actually hung hungry. hungry. So, again, this is not to say that from time to time that's a bad thing to do, not at all. Um, but it's just tapping into your goals, your values, and understanding what serves you and what doesn't. Right. Um, and so these are the main things, plus, of course, my favorite, um, incorporating some mindfulness. Already ahead of going home, um, just trying to slow down, and then when surrounded by all these foods, trying to pay attention to other things around you, not just the food itself, being present in the conversation, um, trying to eat slowly and um, mindfully and doing other things as well, not just focusing on everything you have on your plate. I love that. And it sounds like there's actually such a little twist you can make for yourself to have such a big impact, like the example of your client. Yeah. And then now these things you're just saying, the words of kind of creating your own menu and not in terms of actual food, but mm -hmm. more like, what am I comfortable with? What are non-negotiables? If I get overwhelmed with the food, what are some other things I can focus on, right? Those are like exactly. really concrete things that can have such a yeah. uh, big impact on how you experience yeah. your time at home or wherever you are for Christmas. Yeah, because for a lot of people, especially if um, we are working on our relationship with food and on our body image, Christmas can be a really tough time and so one of the the other tools that really helps is maybe before these big events before the big dinners or big lunches to just step away usually the bathroom is the safest place to go right. you, you can lock it exactly <laughs> you'll be alone no one will bother you hopefully um, yeah. and just taking three to five deep breaths and just thinking about how you want to feel after the meal this mm -hmm. is so powerful because then you kind of you're not looking too far into the future but you can really focus on okay after the meal i don't want to be stuffed cool what can i do to actually make this happen yeah. so there are these little things that yeah like you say they're not huge and no. you really can implement them quite easily and they can help you make um, empowered choices. That sounds really great. Yeah. So, curious. 
from a cycle perspective. Yeah. You mentioned before, well, we're both going to be in our period and usually, you know, you sleep more, you're going to rest more. How do you think that resting, what that will look like mm-hmm. in this Christmas time for you? Oh, I love that. And to be completely honest, I haven't thought about it um, in detail yet, but this is a great opportunity to do it. So right, yeah, there's let's no do right it together. or wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think when thinking uh, back on my usual Christmas at home, it is freaking full of plans. Um, or like, even though right now I only have one dinner planned, I know that as soon as I'm there, I'll feel obligated to see everyone, right. to, you know, be everywhere at yeah. all times. And this time it would be great if I could focus a little bit more on what I actually need. So me, not what everyone else thinks and wants, but what right. is it that I can gift myself um, during those days. And I think for me that will mean walks in the nature, mm. spending time with my close family, and maybe minimizing social plans, um, giving myself more rest with Christmas movies. Right. Um, and then if the energy allows, spending time at home also baking things. Mm. Uh, I love baking cookies, so oh. maybe that's something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think usually because I would, I like going to the gym even when I am at home. Um, because that's the time I get for myself more than anything. Yeah. Because um, no one goes with me, and that's great. Otherwise, I have someone. <laughs> you almost sound upset about it, but then you're like, no, no, actually, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it is great because that's usually the only time when I'm actually alone. Yeah. Um, but this time, I think that would just create more stress because it means that you f- need to fit your, you know, I would need to fit my workout with everything else that's going on. So maybe this time, I'll just see how I go. Maybe there will be days when I won't feel like going to the gym because I want to rest and spend spend more time at home or going mm-hmm. for a walk. Maybe that extra more. hours of sleep yeah. is the workout because you're resting. Resting can be a workout? Yeah, so yeah, yeah crazy exactly. To say? Yeah. No, no, not at all. I always say like, when it comes to exercise, rest is as important as actually pushing yourself exactly. in the gym because you can't push yourself if you are not well rested yeah so rest days everyone are crucial um <laughs> and yeah so oh yeah i forgot yoga yoga would be great um sounds yeah. like you have like many options to kind of build in that yeah. rest and a time for yourself that you let's see. take here yeah let's see if i can do it do you think in terms of the actual plan i think probably writing it down would be great just because I think that's how I usually make things happen if I see them Mm. written down and I'm doing that with my non-negotiable habits Um, I write them down and make a specific plan for when I want to do certain things yeah Um, but yeah maybe you have other ideas of how to actually make this happen no I I love that suggestion and I think it it depends a little bit what you um, are used to like you said Mm -hmm. I love to plan I like to have things kind of figure out figured out so I think then it would be great to build in those moments in your agenda or in the planning, yeah. even if it's in your head or having them written down. Um, sometimes for what other also might work for people is just to have the options written down. Mm-hmm. Because what I notice is 
if you are overwhelmed or if you are, you know, a bit blown away by everything that's happening, it's hard to come up with what you can do to give yourself that rest or give yourself that space. But if you literally have a menu card of what you can pick from, like it doesn't even have to be a particular order, but just know like, I know I will be rested if I do 20 minutes of yoga. Mm -hmm. And you can make that as specific as you want, add like a link of a video. Yeah. or uh, that you will do so you don't have to it won't take any effort for you to get into it yeah so like take 10 minutes to meditate go for a walk in this specific park back home that you know mm -hmm. um you know this is a line i can say to my people so you can make it as specific as you want and as simple it can be some notes on your phone with three options yeah that you could anytime kind of refer to um whether you either plan that or just have it on you that's already I think a big support system. I really love that. It's sort of a kind of like a self-care wheel. There's this image where you have different options for self-care and kind of like just yeah. pick and choose pick depending on yeah. the day. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. And I guess it when we talk about planning, um, I think in terms of nutrition, I we kind of touched a bit on how challenging Christmas can be with all different uh, social events. And it can be challenging to plan as well, because at least for yes. me, sometimes plans just, well, there are no plans. You just They happen spontaneously. Yeah. Someone calls you, oh, you're in Slovenia, let's go do this. Um, so I understand that planning around Christmas time can actually be a bit difficult. Yeah. Um, so that's, again, why it's, good to have some things that you definitely want to mm -hmm. pay attention to. So back to talking about the non-negotiables. Non yeah. um, because sometimes, no matter how we plan, things just won't go the same way. Like I said at the beginning, you land and suddenly <laughs> everything that you had planned is just, out of the window. Yeah, yeah definitely. So maybe also thinking about that, cool, it's okay to have a plan but I might need to be flexible. Mm -hmm. And again, going back to the point of em embracing that and saying, cool, it's all right. Um, I still have so many other things that I can do to support myself. Um, it doesn't come down to one single thing that you have to do. I would say in terms of the nutrition, non-negotiables, if you can try to keep your meals fairly regular, um, so, you know, try not to go for too long without food. So I'd say max four hours between meals, because we know what tends to happen when we leave it, uh, when we leave those meals too far apart, we come to the meal starving and then it's very difficult to stop when we are comfortably full. Mm -hmm. Um, so no matter what's going on for you, try to not, um, yeah, try not to leave too much time between meals, if you can, of course. And then if there's a lot of eating out, or not necessarily eating out, but maybe just eating more calorie-dense meals, um, even at home, um, try not to punish yourself mm -hmm. with skipping breakfast that day or cutting your food intake afterwards. Just continue with fueling yourself with veggies, with protein um, and complex carbs and just try to think about, okay, what can I include rather than what can I um, 
restrict, I guess. So if it's a calorie dense meal, can I add some a side of veggies? Can I maybe drink a glass of water? You know, they sound like little things and they are little, but they can have a huge impact on how you feel physically um, and even, you know, um, mentally and, and energetically um, if you implemented them. I love that. That sounds really good. And one maybe final thing I want to say about this, and I think it is relevant to both the nutrition mm-hmm. and the psycho aspect is um, be kind of yourself to yourself and that's really easy said than done but you know you can't blame <laughs> i just thought of this analogy <laughs> you can't blame a fish for acting weird when you take it out of the water Ooh, right yeah. that it can't swim or that it's just like flopping around yeah because it's out of their comfort zone it's out of what they know and what they're comfortable with mm-hmm. and we're all going to be taking ourselves out of our routine out of our daily lives out of our um support mechanisms to take care of a cycle to cook our own foods to all those things yeah so you know there's there's things that we're gonna do and then we're like hmm maybe i wouldn't have done that if things Mm -hmm. were different and that's okay yeah and on that note actually you know you can take every day as a new day so if you one day did something that wasn't what you planned maybe you overate maybe um, you didn't move your body in the way you wanted, it's not the end of the world. You can yeah. still do those things or like improve on them the following day. Um, you don't have to wait until you are back home, back in your routine routine to um, put some uh, order back. You can already start uh, making um, informed choices or informed uh, changes from you know the next day. So. Try not to look at it as an all or nothing thing because it's not. It really isn't. Um, so yeah, maybe um, it might be fun. Even there might be some fun moments. I, I hope so. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it will be. I mean, Christmas is fun, um, and that's why I think if we can take some time before going home to reflect on how we want to feel during our time there, what we want to prioritize um what memories we want to create yeah that can help us then act in line with those ideas that we have um so if you have some time before you travel home just think about those things um and then make take action when take action that is aligned with that when you are at home and yeah we think that's hopefully given everyone a little bit of an idea of how you can become more aware of your cycle of your nutrition choices and how you can support yourself during that magical christmas time right magical Did we, i don't know if we now made it sound not very magical at all <laughs> you know what i feel like we everyone gets like so many inputs of how amazing Christmas can be and I think we should accept or acknowledge that some to some people it's really not and that's yeah. okay too um, yeah. so I guess then this podcast might be really helpful if it is a joyful time for you I hope you have a great time this can still be a support system for you and um, yeah yeah I think it works both ways it does and 
you will have a great time if you prioritize yourself and learn to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that comes for everything. I know. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's another thing. Um, um, yeah, I just thought of this now, so I'll just go ahead and uh, mention it as well. Um, because it came up with one of the clients about saying no to desserts and stuff. And she was mentioning, oh, you know, I always feel that people feel judged for their choices if I say, oh, I don't want dessert or whatever. Mm. Um, and I think to a certain extent that might be true. However, we're not responsible for how our food choices make other, make others, other people feel. Um, we make the choices that we believe are right for us and they can do the same and sometimes we actually make it worse by you know trying to explain ourselves oh no i want i don't want dessert because i already had this or whatever just say no thank you i'm fine you know mm-hmm. you don't you really don't have to explain yourself um and i think the tone as well matters so you know don't have this apologetic tone why are you apologizing you're just making the choice that in that moment is right for you. And that goes for everything, not just the dessert. Um, Prioritize the plans that you actually want to do and say no to things that don't serve you. Hopefully you are in the position to do that. Yeah. Perfect. Well, this was really fun. I enjoyed our chat. I hope you did too. I did it. I, I really enjoyed it. And I actually learned a lot. And I think nutrition and the cycle have so much in common. Yes. I yeah. think the tracking and, and all the tools that we give people have been really interesting. Um, I also give a lot of examples of menstrual cycle tracking on my platform and Instagram, Bloody Practical. So Yeah, I'll link your Instagram in the show notes. So Perfect. please go follow Plun on Instagram. Message her if you have specific questions about your cycle, about how she can support you. Um, and if you need any information about her work, of course, I'm sure you'll be more than happy to answer those. But yeah, go follow her at... Bloody practical. Bloody practical. It's very easy, people. No excuses. Uh, Yes, I'll link uh, to that in the notes. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for coming. It was really great and fun. And yes, everyone, don't forget that Christmas is all around. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I hope everyone has a great time at home. Uh, whether they're, that's at home with your family, uh, in your actual new home that you created in your new country, um, or wherever Chosen you are. Family. Chosen yeah. family, yeah. friends, um, or even if you're celebrating yourself, wow, what a privilege. Right, to... <laughs> yeah, that could also be really nice. Yeah. Um, if, as always, if you have questions, if you want more support, then message me on Instagram. Other than that, we hope you have a great rest of your day and take care. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone else might benefit from it, then please share it with them. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you at the next one.